Alright, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Free Association. Let me plug my headphones in. I forgot to do that. It won't make any difference on this though because I've rebooted everything I remember last night. So I'm back to doing shows from home for a little bit. Uh, I need a break from the coffee apart from anything else, but uh, I've just decided I'm going to check the internet speed at home before I go to the railway station, and it means I'll get I was skip I was getting slowed down because I was getting I was getting uh, mental blocks at the railway station, so I had to change something. So that, this is what's changed. So I'm back to doing shows from home. Uh, welcome to Free Association. My name's Dennis. Uh, I did a, a few shows yesterday. I think I did five shows altogether. Five uh, uploads anyway. Some of them short, but usually the short ones are, are mostly me and the longer ones are either clips or call-in shows but either way it like the add up to the add up to two hours so it, it it works out as being two hours of content whether it's in five segments or in one segment so it's the same principle when i'm when i'm feeling like i'm in the mood then i'll upload three or four shows a day sometimes maybe 10 minutes each 15 minutes each sometimes half an hour and it adds up to a couple of hours a day or a couple of hours every couple of days so it has to be where I'm in the mood for where my mind is so I'm really just sharing what I'm watching myself and what I'm listening to so last night yesterday was a mind control technology day that's what it turned into Today, I'm not all politics for a little bit. So I'm going to have a look on YouTube, see what's happening. There's a lot of political comment comes up on my feed from uh, YouTube. And a lot of technology stuff coming up now as well and I've signed up for a few things. Give me a few minutes. I'm just going to have a look at GB News. That's the easiest way to get good material. I'll try to vary things a little bit. But let's have a look at Mark Stein. 
So this is Mark Stein from about a week ago. Figure predicted for uh, your energy bill next year five thousand pounds. Just yesterday, it was only four thousand four hundred pounds. It's gone up six hundred quid in twenty four hours. That's fantastic. Uh, what's what, what's your betting for uh, the weekend? It'll be up to seven thousand three hundred pounds, something like that. Uh, you all know Klaus Schwab, head honcho of the World Economic Forum at Davos, and uh, the twin brother of. Ming the Merciless. Here, here he is with his brother. That's uh, Ming on the left and Klaus on the right. Anyway, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum has some good news. There's nothing healthier for you than a cold shower. Listening uh, to us on GB News Radio, but uh, when Klaus completes his takeover of the world, that is the only music you're going to be able to hear. It'll be pumped into your dwelling pod 24/7. Uh, but that's great news, isn't it? People who have cold showers take 29% fewer sick days. Uh, so that water heater that costs a fortune, just throw it out or use it as a novelty end table in your living room. You can't afford to heat water. And like the World Economic Forum says, you don't need to. Oh, wait a minute. The health experts say a cold shower can give you a heart attack. From the Daily Express, uh, the shower habit, that's a uh, cold shower, the shower habit that could precipitate a heart attack in the healthy. So this 20% excess mortality we presently have in the UK, a thousand extra people uh, dying than should be dying in England and Wales alone, tons of extra corpses, people keeling over, myocarditis rampant, massive outbreak of the new leading cause of death, unknown cause, there's a lot of unknown cause going about. Uh, don't go thinking that any of that has anything to do with any words beginning with vax and ending in een. It's just this sudden enthusiasm for cold showers that is bringing on tons of heart attacks. Gee, I, I hope that wasn't Klaus Schwab's plan all along. Let's also be clear. The future is not just happening. The future is built by us. By a powerful community as you here in this room. The future is built by us. He actually, Klaus Schwab actually speaks with a black country accent off camera. He just puts that thing on when he's doing his Teutonic megalomaniac routine. So which is it? Cold showers cause you to take 29% fewer days off work or cold showers cause you to drop randomly dead from SAD, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome? Well, the correct answer is neither of the above, because you shouldn't be taking any showers. From the Daily Mail, a shower, it's better, I'll try and read this with a straight face, a shower, 
It's better to freshen up with a damp towel, say water bosses. They're not joking, quote, Thames Water suggests people should wipe themselves down with a cloth instead of taking a shower. We're very responsible here at GB News. We've all been wiping ourselves down with a cloth for two or three weeks now. It's Colin Brazier's cloth, but he's pretty decent about sharing it. it uh, they got a little ripe in the lift by the fourth or fifth day, but you soon get used to it. Uh, headline from The Guardian, quote, This is the future. The Oxfordshire village living without running water, unquote. That would be North End on the Buckinghamshire border. Very desirable. Average price for a detached home, three quarters of a million pounds. That's completely detached, at least from the water supply. Uh, Thames Water, the chaps who want you to use a moist cloth instead of a bath or shower, has a corporate history going back to the brilliant and far-sighted construction of the new river from Hertfordshire to Stoke Newington to bring fresh drinking water to London. It opened in 1613, uh, because 400 years ago we could do things like that. We can't do them now. The last new UK reservoir opened in 1991. Since when the population has increased by 17% or 10 million people. You know how it is when you're in some hotel having a nice long full strength shower and then the asylum seeker in the room next door steps into his bathroom and suddenly your water pressure drops by half and you're just standing under a tiny drip trying to get it onto the center of your head. Yeah, it's almost as if having open borders on a small island with a population density thrice as high as France eventually places strains on basic infrastructure. Who'd have thought it? Speaking of which, Thames Water is responsible not just for fresh water out of your taps, but waste water too. So what's going on in the sewers? We reported a few weeks ago that traces of the polio virus had been found in the London sewers. Just a couple of spots, though. Uh, in north and east London. Well, Thames Water can't get drinking water to Oxfordshire villages, but they certainly know how to swish around the polio. It's now strongly present in the sewage systems of a quarter of London boroughs, with weaker doses showing up elsewhere. So in total, it's around a third of all London boroughs now have polio in the sewer system. So four decades after the United Kingdom supposedly eradicated polio, it's back from the UK Health Security Agency, quote, all children aged one to nine in London to be offered a dose of polio vaccine. How about that? It's believed to derive from someone who had the oral polio vaccine, no longer used in the UK, uh, in part because it does enable this kind of spread. But your own national health protocols don't really matter when you have open borders, do they? The head of Thames Water is a lady called uh, Sarah Bentley. She is handsomely remunerated. Look at that. Thames Water boss Sarah Bentley on two million quid a year uh, combined salary and bonus. So for about four months pay, she could afford a pretty swank pad in that Oxfordshire village, except it's got no running water. So who the hell wants to live there? But never mind the management team. Who owns Thames Water? It sounds like a public utility, doesn't it? But it's not government-owned, or at any rate, not UK government-owned. Just shy of 10% of Thames Water is owned by the government of China.
Try that at home, boys and girls. Buy 10% of Coca-Cola and you'll find the management of Coca-Cola are very attentive to your needs. Something is badly wrong with very basic aspects of UK daily life. Let me know what you think. GB Views at GBNews.UK. There you go, there's Mark Stein. There's Mark Stein again. That's from the 11th of August, so it's from a little while ago, but still worth uh, listening to. I'm going to have a look on BitChute now and see what's on there, just for fun. Right, this is from Sky News Australia. It says China pouring thousands of troops into Russia. Don't know how accurate this is, but uh, joint military exercises, okay. This is gonna be uh, one of those with no sound, sound on it apart from Some fancy stock footage of the military. Troops will join India, Belarus, Mongolia, Tajikistan, and other countries for the International Army Games, according to Reuters. China's participation in the joint exercises was unrelated to the current international and regional situation, its defense ministry said in a statement. The aim is to deepen practical and friendly cooperation with the armies of participating countries, enhance the level of strategic collaboration amongst the participating parties, etc. Under China's Xi Jinping and Russia's Vladimir Putin, Beijing and Moscow, this is going really quick, both countries have made repeated chilling threats to blast the UK and US's tensions mount over Ukraine and Taiwan. Earlier this month, China staged its largest ever exercises around Taiwan, including rehearsing sinking US submarines. Now it's slowed down. The drills were conducted beyond the four days originally scheduled in retaliation over US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's going too quick for me. Ukraine is the first ever world war three because if Russia wins China attacks almost certain if it is an attack now right already last week US speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan to support this democracy she defied unbelievable warnings from China not to go threats even by some in the Chinese state media shoot down her plane then revenge for her defying them China has ringed Taiwan and with its naval ships and declared live fire zones for a so-called exercise that's virtually cut off the island and stopped some international flights. Now China's reaction here tells us everything about that dictatorship, about the savagery under Chinese dictator Xi Jinping. There you are. I'm not going to let this 
Play on at one thing. I might, I might do this one. There have been revelations of an extraordinary and unprecedented trashing of our democracy by the former Morrison government. This has been government by deception. Government in secret, the appointment of not a shadow ministry by the leader of the opposition, but a shadow government by the Prime Minister. I used to say that Scott Morrison had two jobs as Prime Minister and he botched them both. It turns out I was wrong about there being just two jobs. He told us he was a bulldozer and his coalition colleagues just shrugged their shoulders and cheered him on, not in one election, but in two elections. Turns out he was the world, world's first stealth bulldozer, operating in secret, keeping the operations of the government from the Australian people themselves, a misleading of parliament as to who was holding what portfolios and who was responsible. Our democracy is precious. We should be very proud of the democracy that we've created here in Australia. But the Westminster system relies upon checks and balances. The former government, Scott Morrison and others who were involved in this, deliberately undermined those checks and balances that are so important and essential for our democracy. I can say that uh, today I've been informed uh, by the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet that between March 2020 and May 2021, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, was appointed to five additional portfolios in addition to his appointment as the head of Prime Minister and Cabinet. He was appointed to Minister the Department of Health on the 14th of March 2020, the Department of Finance on the 30th of March 2020, the Department of Home Affairs on the 6th of May 2021, the Department of the Treasury on 6th of May 2021, and the Department of Industry, Science, Energy and Resources on the 15th of April 2021. Each of these appointments made under Section 64 of the Constitution. It is completely extraordinary that these appointments were kept secret by the Morrison government from the Australian people. It is completely contradictory to, for example, the questions that ministers answered on the floor of the House of Representatives and the Senate. You ask questions of ministers who are responsible for portfolios. The Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition table in Parliament a list of portfolios and who is responsible for what. And the implications are still being worked through. We know that there is a legal matter in the issue of resources. Uh, I'm seeking further advice as to the use of these extraordinary powers uh, by Scott Morrison and other examples of it, and we'll be receiving a briefing. Uh, I've asked for advice of, from the Solicitor General, and I'm advised uh, that that will be ready uh, next Monday 
trial, which I think is the 22nd or thereabouts of this month. Uh, what has occurred here is also a flow on, I believe, from the fact that Mr. Morrison's colleague sat back and watched power be centralised within the Morrison government. They ticked off on the arrangements that had Scott Morrison as the only member of a cabinet committee. Now that was in place for some period of time. Once you go down that road of creating a cabinet committee with one member on it, so as to avoid scrutiny, that it's not surprising that further steps were made. First of all, in the area of health, but then it continued through health, finance, treasury, energy, resources, home affairs, and more. Uh, there are real implications for this, for example, of what the events on the 21st of May were, because there we've asked questions about the role of the then Minister for Home Affairs and the announcement by the person we thought was just the Prime Minister, but we know was also responsible for administering the Department of Home Affairs uh, during that shocking breach of government policy and the abuse of the information that was put out there with text messages to millions of Australians in order to try to pervert the result of the election on the 21st of May. Uh, this is a, a sad uh, indictment of not just Mr Morrison but all those Cabinet colleagues of his who sat back and allowed this to happen. It's undermined our democracy. It's an attack on the Westminster system of parliamentary democracy as we know it. And not just Mr Morrison, but others who were involved in this need to be held to account in the former Morrison government. Okay, this is uh, Hugh Gore Speaks. I'm not a fan of Hugo Speaks, but... Hello, you're listening to Hugo Talks. So we have the sad early death of Darius Dinesh in the news, who was a singer on one of those Simon Cow shows, and then went on to be in loads of West End shows, and he was aged 41 years old, only 41. Now, apparently, he died on the 11th of August, so six days ago. And it's only been announced now. It says here he was found dead in his apartment in Rochester, Minnesota, in a hotel apartment. And his cause of death remains unknown. A statement from his family read, It is with great sadness that we announce the passing of Darius Campbell Dinesh. Darius was found unresponsive in bed in his apartment room in Rochester, Minnesota on August 11th and was pronounced dead in the afternoon by the local medical examiner's office. The local police department have confirmed that there were no signs of intent or suspicious circumstances. The cause of his sudden death is unknown at this stage while medical examinations continue. So this happened six days ago. I mean, you'd think they would have an idea about what it was by now, no? I'm not going to say it was this or that because I don't know, but I find it interesting the reactions that some people have to this death. Some of the reactions online on social media. I mean, let's face it, I mean, we have seen a lot of people dying suddenly. Looking at celebrities or at least well-known people, we've had a high number 
of these sudden deaths, deaths at home or in hotels. And these people are not old and they don't have a medical uh, or any health problems. So understandably, people are finding it odd. I mean, we had the Foo Fighter drummer. We had the, the keyboardist from Depeche Mode, the Happy Mondays guy from a week or so ago. There's actors, comedians, young people suddenly dying at home or in hotels. I'm sure someone can list them all. This is a large number of sudden deaths. Not seen anything like it before. So much so that the fake stream media have adopted the phrase and the condition SADS, S-A-D-S, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, and put that all over the media to try and explain it. So is this death a result of the jab? I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know. And neither do the medical professionals, or so they say in the reports. But now, when I see these deaths happening, I guess it's the first thing that comes to mind. You know, in this situation, I mean, it could be a drug overdose, and maybe the family don't want it to be known. It could be a number of things. But the answer is, people don't know. But what I find interesting is the responses from people on social media, the knee-jerk responses. Just looking on Twitter, how angry and triggered people are by others who ask the question. You know, could this be another sudden death due to the jab? These people get triggered. Here's a few here. This guy says, effing disgusting comments on Facebook about Darius Dinesh, his age, and vaccines. Show some bloody respect. I mean, you know, you've got someone who dies in their bed, aged 41. Apparently hasn't got any medical conditions, perfectly healthy. Medical professionals don't know what it is. And you know, guess what? People, you know, people are going to speculate, you know, why, why did he die in his bed? The official records from the authorities of jab deaths, yeah, the official records are very high. There's been loads of deaths. They've reported it. Here's another person here. He says, people peddling vaccine conspiracy theories about the death of Darius Dinesh Campbell. It's despicable. Just stop it. If you wouldn't say it to his grieving family, don't put it online. Now, I don't know what exactly this person is referring to, but again, if there is no explanation given for someone this young dying in a hotel room suddenly without, with no reason given, then people are going to speculate, aren't they? Billions of people were given loads of experimental injections over the last year. That's never happened before. Suddenly we've got loads of people dying of sudden adult death syndrome. No explanation for these deaths. I mean, it would be stupid to rule out that possibility. But these people getting triggered seem to think that is impossible. Is that what these people are saying? Have they not looked at the data that is out there regarding jabs and deaths? Here's another one. I don't know how Darius Dinesh died, and neither do you. So if you're speculating about it, especially with childish conspiracy non-science about vaccines, then you're a thoughtless idiot with all the compassion and critical thinking capability of a spoon. Look, if you don't know, and other people don't know, and there isn't a reason given, it's natural to speculate. You know, you really got to wonder about these people and their self-righteous indignation. Yeah, that's what we're seeing here. And also self-denial. They're denying to themselves that there is a possibility that it might be the jab. That is a possibility they don't want to think about. 
probably because they themselves have had the jab numerous times and are worried now about it. They don't want to think that this could possibly be the case. So they get angry and they lash out online. Isn't it? Right, I'm going to close it up there, I think. That's about half an hour. So that was uh, Hugo Talks. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Hugo Talks. I don't like his style all that much. But uh, sometimes what he says is interesting. Sometimes it's bullshit. But uh, sometimes it's interesting. So I, I do play it and I do watch watch them sometimes uh, just because it, it adds to the list of topics that we can talk about and adds to the uh, the tapestry of life shall we say so no, there's a couple of people came in but didn't stay all that long so I'm going to close it down I've got to go and meet my mother in about an hour so I'm going to close this down and I'll be back later this afternoon, maybe four o'clock. So maybe about six hours time, five and a half hours time, something like that. That seemed to work yesterday. So I'll do four o'clock and eight o'clock UK time and uh, see, see what we can come up with over the course of the day and see if I can get this into a routine. Thanks for what? Thanks for listening. We weren't watching at all. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you later.